This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Building high-performance security teams. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Window Snyder, founder and CEO at Thistle Technologies. Welcome back, Window. Thank you so much. So do us a favor, give us a quick look at your professional background experiences and accomplishments again for us. Sure, um, very early on developed a lot of methodologies and application security that have uh, become part of the security development lifecycle, including threat modeling um, and uh, worked in such environments um, in security leadership positions at Apple, at Microsoft, at uh, Intel and Mozilla, Fastly and Square. A lot of big tech names you mentioned there. Um, and you're bringing all of that knowledge to your company, uh, Thistle. What is the mission at Thistle? And why did you start, why did you start the company? I took all the, all the, uh, the learnings I had seen over 20 plus years in um, the security space and recognized that um, even though we have a good idea of what we need to do, it's actually really hard to execute and get that done. So trying to take the, the, the work that I had done at, um, uh, a lot of these operating system um, uh, vendors and make it available and easy and accessible for device manufacturers who I felt are really struggling trying to get that um, security resilience built into their devices. We've talked previously about the business and technical challenges you plan to solve in the IoT market. In this conversation, I wanna talk about the human side of that equation. Is there still a labor shortage in the entire cybersecurity industry? Well, it depends on what you're what you're doing. For the application security side of things, for the security software engineer side of things, yeah, it's a it's it's a skill set that's in demand, high demand, and it's 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 constrained, right? Because there's a a lot that goes into it. Both you have to be um, a software engineer and all of the 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 work that goes into building your career as a software engineer, and then additionally, you also have to be a security expert. And so, um, essentially, building two careers at the same time, it's. Um, it's uh, it, it is difficult to find those folks, but um, but they're out there for sure. You have no doubt worked with thousands of cybersecurity professionals. What non-technical experiences, soft skills, or communication skills were co- were a common denominator, if you will, in the highest performing individuals? What magic could they perform that the average cyber engineer could not? Being able to communicate with people. Um, absolutely, because you could be brilliant and have amazing ideas, but if you can only express those ideas in code, then you're not going to be as um, uh, as able to influence the organization, as able to influence um, a product or or um, a problem the way that the the person who's able to communicate really deeply technical concepts to a broad audience, not just other engineers, but maybe um, management or executives or potentially even the board, if that's what's required. So being able to both identifying what needs to be done 
um, build a case around it, get support from other um, parts of the organization, um, develop consensus around the engineering team. So there's there's there are folks who support that this that your solution is 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 both going to deliver what we need and that they're also willing to get on board with you. That is actually going to make somebody a lot more effective than just being you know that brilliant engineer in the corner who won't talk to anybody. That applies to almost any industry, but but and specifically, yeah. I think is hard for for people with technical expertise. So for those that manage security teams, what role does mentorship play? And, and how do you decide who does or does not need a mentor? And how do you match the mentor with the mentee? I think mentoring is, um, <clears throat> I've, I've not found a way to make it work when it doesn't come about organically. I find it's incredibly successful when folks find each other and they're invested in each other's success. Absolutely. Um, but. I, I haven't seen it work where we, you know, assign this person to that other person and like just just, just hope that they can um, uh, hit it off. That said, I only hire managers that are invested in other people's careers. That I think of anyone who's worked for me as, you know, I, I've got a, a, a responsibility to support them in in their in their career. And um, I get a lot of people reaching out to me saying like, hey, this might not be the right job for you, but do you know anyone who can do this, that, or the other thing? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do know somebody who can do that. You know, those folks who've worked for me, I know them really well. I know I know their, their strengths, their weaknesses. I know what they're looking for because I ask them, right? I, 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 I have those kinds of conversations. So when I hire managers, I wanna make sure that they have the same level of investment in their people as I do because this skill set is um, incredibly valuable. The folks that work on these teams, they have lots of options. And to create an environment where they want to come work with us, they want to put, spend their professional investment on the project that, that, that I'm working on, that we're working on, you know, they've got, we've got a cool project, but maybe there's lots of cool projects out there. Why do you want to work on this one? Um, so making that project exciting, making sure that they've got the support they need to achieve their professional goals, making sure there are people on the team that they really want to work with, and that those people are accessible, right? That we've got an organization where, where folks uh, want to work with each other. This is actually what we're doing at this technology. I, I set out to create the company that I want to work at. So um, uh, finding folks that are uh, not just brilliant and, and you know just excellent at what they do, but are also great at communicating it and also open to sharing it. Like I feel like everyone I'm working with, there's something that I have to learn from them. And I'm really excited to go learn that with those folks. And I feel like I've got something to share and I'm happy to share it with those folks. And I really want to, I'm invested in their careers. Um, and so I feel like that's that's the core to building a successful organization in any industry where the, the resources are are, are are constrained and you're competing with the fire hose of money over at you know those big tech companies that um, that both we're, we're doing something that's exciting that that we think is important that will will make a difference and that you have impact in this organization but also that you want to work with those folks and then the other aspect of this is really respecting their time uh, one of the things that we're doing which is kind of unique is that we have a four-day work week and the the exciting thing about four-day work week for me is that um, I have time for all the other things in my life. So when I come to work, I'm excited to bring my my focus, my attention, and I'm refreshed coming to work. It's like I have a three-day weekend every week weekend, right? So um, respecting other folks' time and 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 not expecting that folks are going to uh, fit their life in around their work. We want to make work fit around their life. There are other, other things that people want to do with their lives. It doesn't have to be family commitments or, or children or whatever. Maybe they just want to walk on the beach with their dog. Maybe they, they want to go golf. It doesn't matter. It's not my business, right? But they, we have respect for other people's lives outside of work. And so um, creating those, those strong boundaries and showing them that, that, that there's space here for them to uh, um, deliver their professional 
contribution and also do whatever else they, they need to or want to in their life. They've got a better um, uh, uh, balance, better control of those things. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What experience did you have that maybe taught you one of your most enduring lessons? I... One of my first jobs was working as a seamstress <laughs> in a, um, a costume shop, yeah, building costumes. And they were these elaborate, like poofy period costumes and corsetry and boning and all that, very complicated. And um, uh, it was one of my early jobs and the interview involved like, you know, a sewing test. So I do the sewing test and I'm like, you know, okay, I'm there. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm not sophisticated in my, in my delivery here. I am uh, assembling costumes. I'm not designing anything. I'm just, I'm assembling stuff. I sew things, I'm a sewer. <laughs> and, um, that, that like within the first, I don't know, couple of months, I managed to go to the emergency room twice. The first was because I, I sewed through my finger with an industrial sewing machine. And then the second time was because I like, I, t- I was steaming a garment and I took out like an industrial steamer went over my hand. Um, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. Um, anyway, I kept at it. <laughs> um, I, I, I was surrounded in that, in that, um, in that costume shop by folks who really loved what they were doing. They were really good at it. They were really willing to share their techniques, their methods and so on. And I, I could see how to get to where they are from where I was. And I thought, you know, I would like to be better at this. And I thought if I stay here, I can be better at this. And um, being able to draw the, the, this, these points between where you want to be and where you are is, uh, is really critical. And it allows you to keep going when you encounter obstacles or obstacle after obstacle after bleeding and <laughs> blistering obstacles. So being able to maintain, um, let's say focus and, and, and endure um, when, it's, uh, when there's actually an achievable goal in, in front of you was one of the things that I learned really early on professionally. And um, I think I've just carried it with me into everything else I've done. And it's clear that your positive attitude and your ability to support and take on uh, relationships and advice from other people has led you down this long path of, of experience. So what advice can you offer to cybersecurity professionals who wish to advance their careers? If you love it, then you're probably already following every um, every conversation, every thread on whether it's Twitter or it's, um, you know, there's still mailing lists out there that, that have great content and um, uh, participating in an industry like when, when, when um, uh, a vulnerability is identified that you want to know like what, what led to the, the, the problem and uh, the people who are, who are writing proof of concept um, if, um, to, to demonstrate the issue. If you're, if you're seeking out more and more of this information, then you probably love it. And that might mean that it's um, the kind of interest that can be sustained. Because if you're not interested in it to the degree where you're seeking out this kind of information on your own, then it's going to be very difficult to keep up because this is a space that changes really quickly. So being able to evaluate for yourself is this uh, do I love it enough that I'm going to uh, make the investment um, because I'm interested in, 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 in continuously learning about what's happening in the industry? Um, because if you don't love it enough that you're seeking those things out on your own, then it will become a chore and eventually become exhausting the amount of work that you need to put in in order to 
maintain, um, uh, make your make sure your your, your skill set stays current because it does change really quickly. Um, so I would say evaluate that for yourself. That like, do you have the level of interest that's going to allow you to 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 keep your skills current and and stay up to date? Great advice. Again, how can people find out more about Thistle and its opportunities? You can visit Thistle Technologies at thistle.tech. And if you're interested in jobs at Thistle, then you can email us at jobs at thistle.tech. Window Snyder, founder and CEO at Thistle Technologies. If somebody wants to follow you personally, Window, what's the best way they can do that? On Twitter, uh, I am at Window. Super easy. Thanks again for your time, Window. Thank you. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on all of the major podcast platforms and under the Tanya Hall Innovation Show or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.